Hello, freedom seekers, and welcome to the EPOP podcast, episode five of season three. Season three's theme is... I don't know. <laughs> lifestyle freedom success. And today's episode is called, What Does the Future of Lifestyle Freedom Hold? For society and for us. The U.S. is the only industrialized country in the world that has no legally mandated annual leave and does not guarantee its workers paid vacation. <laughs> On the flip side, this country has 30 legally mandated paid vacation days a year. When I say legally mandated, I mean by the government. Every company has got to give their workers at least 30 mandated paid vacation days a year and it's the highest in the world yes amazing let's give some love for yeah, this country yeah, yeah. but what country is it hmm. lightning struck in an open plain and we forgot this old city's name see your breath on window pane let's just talk Till it strikes again On my way through I saw you on my way through All right. I mean, got? this is a great intro fact. This is... First of all, I didn't even realize the facts about the U.S. I mean, I guess I could have imagined that was the case, but I had no idea. When no you mandated put it that maternity way. leave either. Well, um, I know. I know that. you knew that, but I'm just I'm just piling on the but U.S. Yeah, and no legally mandated annual leave, and you don't even have to guarantee any paid vacation. That is outrageous. Twenty three percent of Americans are not given any paid vacation or or leave or uh, paid leave. That is atrocious. Of Americans. It's awful. That's why you need to work for yourself. Oh, they, okay. <laughs> I, it. I mean, it is one reason, but, and, <laughs> um, and we're starting on like a negative yeah. thing here with the U.S., but we're going to, what we want to talk about in this episode is what we think the future holds in broad strokes for not just the U.S., but for society as a whole. And then also for us when it comes to lifestyle freedom and hopefully, uh, I, I what we're going to talk about, I think both you and I have a very positive spin on it and what where we think stuff is going. So, you know, hopefully this changes. Um, but one country out there gives 30 legally mandated paid vacation 30 days. 30 whole here. days. So can you give me a clue? Because I, I want to think, I have think to that it's like, here. well, I thought maybe at first it was a country in Europe because, yep. okay. Um, Italy? Not Italy. Spain. Not Spain. Switzerland. Not Switzerland, although that's a good guess. I think mo so when I looked at this graph, most countries in Europe France. There you go. France. Okay. Good baguettes. <laughs> good good leave for their workers. Um yeah, most countries in Spain or in Europe had twenty. I think the UK was at twenty eight. Eight, oh wow! And then France was at thirty. So a lot of European countries coming in very high. Um, the I think the minimum I think the minimum that I saw in in Europe, if I'm not wrong, and this is industrialized countries, I, I think was twenty. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, the U.S. is the only industrialized country that gives zero. zero. Um, so the employers are not do not have to give any paid vacation days, um, which is which is pretty crazy. Um, when we t- we're talking a lot, a lot about lifestyle freedom, that's what this whole season is about. I just want to give you a background of what we've already talked about. This is episode uh, five. So if you missed the first couple episodes, episode one was our journey to lifestyle freedom, where we recount the past 15 years of our life and how we were able to get to where we are, why we are entrepreneurs, how that happened, were we planning on it happening? Spoiler alert, no. How did it happen? Uh, spoiler alert, lots of heartache tears, struggles, um, and things like that. But you can go listen to that. And then on episode two, we talk about the biggest perks of having a lifestyle of freedom and, and why you go on your journey to, to get there and what those perks are. Episode three is the best lifestyle freedom trips we've ever taken. So these we recounted, I believe was 15 trips that we've taken since we be began to have lifestyle freedom and what that looked like and how that has changed based on the seasons of life that we've been through in that time period. And then episode four is the lifestyle freedom hotspots that we want to visit. And today what we wanted to t- touch on is what does the future hold for for us? And we get, next episode we're doing our Ask Us Anything where you've asked us questions about you know, how we got to the, where we are and, and what we would do different and any question that you may have. But one of the major questions we always get is, well, what about this? Like, what about when this happens in your life and that happens in your life? Uh, one of the big ones that we're going to talk about is, you know, what about when your kids are in school, right? Like, and by that, we mean uh, full-time schooling. And so we just wanted to talk in broad strokes about what we see lifestyle freedom and and the future for us, but then also in society at large, because thankfully one of the benefits of, of the pandemic happening and, and, and happening worldwide is that there has been a monumental shift in the mindset around what work is and what work means. And by monumental, I mean, that doesn't, yeah, I think I think that's the right word. And not even just what work means, but what you want your lifestyle to be. Right. Which, you know, for us, we already had this lifestyle of freedom because we worked towards it and built for it well before the pandemic and worked online well before the pandemic began. But I think because everyone in the whole world universally experienced the same thing of being, you know, quarantined at home and really you know, taking the time because we all were forced to take the time to delve within ourselves what we truly wanted with life. And because of that, I think more people are out there now trying to achieve those goals and those dreams than people were doing before. Yeah, because whenever you are hit with some sort of thing that upends what is status quo, Right. And that's the pandemic is one of the few things that has ever happened that has upended the status quo for every single person around the world at the same time. Right. In this in this band of time, whenever that happens, you're you're usually forced to start thinking deeper questions. Right. And you're kind of shook out of this maybe malaise that you've been in or just this kind of path that you've been in. And. When, as people have started to ask those questions, and Heather brought up a really good point here that I didn't want to gloss over, I was talking about work, but work is, 
work is just usually the weight that holds people back from the lifestyle that they want, right? Or can hold people back. In our case, it doesn't because we've said we are taking a lifestyle first approach to everything we do. And that includes the type of work that we do, the amount of hours we spend working, how we spend working, where we work from. And so when we talk about lifestyle freedom, we're talking about the triangle of freedom. And you've heard us mention this in other episodes if you listen through this season. But just as a recap, that is time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom. And we believe if you can work towards all three of these, even if it's not all three of them at the same time, and you can achieve those, that is what gives you lifestyle freedom, meaning you get to call your own shots and you get to, on a day-to-day basis, be able to live the type of life that you want to lead. And so a lot of people have, the biggest thing that we've seen come out of this pandemic for, for us as far as lifestyle freedom is exactly, you said, people starting to question, wait, if work was always this way, meaning come into an office, work eight to five, eight to six, whatever, it was always this way, and now I can't go into an office, And maybe that means that your work hours might have shifted too. Why do we have to go back to what it was before? Yeah, and I I think it's hard, a hard question for people to answer. And then it's also hard for them to to take that first step. You know, a lot of people, like we've we've had the question out now because you all know that we're doing an Ask Us Anything and some of the questions that have come in are, you know, how do we start? But I also think, you know, it's such a strange time because people, of course you need essential workers, right? But even the people who have been essential workers are like, well, we were on the front lines of this pandemic and so we're just ready for a break. And so they've just like left that job entirely or took a sabbatical from that job and you know they're off doing something else. So I just think that there's more people out there in the world just going for it. And that causes you know, some excitement, but it also causes a lack in other areas. Like we know a lot of people who are in certain service industries and they can't get people to work. So, you know, I don't know how it's all going to come back around to a balance. Um, But right now it seems like it's a little bit unbalanced where so many people are moving towards something else than what they were before. Yeah. And I think when we talk about macro trends, obviously Heather and I don't have all the answers and we're not pretending to be. We're just started we're just saying here's what we are seeing as we pull back and we've been in our own niche and we've been trying to preach um location independence and lifestyle freedom to people for years and years and years and now as we pull back and we we see this starting to get adopted a bit by society as a whole um here are just some of the macro trends that we're seeing and and one of those is that now people just have awareness that this is a possibility. Okay, I thought I just had to go into into an office and I had to wear a shirt and tie and I couldn't really work from home that much or if I could it was, you know, uh it was a privilege that was given to me and you know this and that and now they're saying, "Well, I had to do it anyway." That's one of the major macro trends is that working from home is much more commonplace. A lot of companies have said, "Okay, you, you had to work from home. You were all productive. We're going to shut down our offices. It's going gonna, it's gonna to save us money. We're going to have less overhead. So that's a major trend that's happening is people being able to work from home. The other major trend that you were mentioning is that people are saying, well, okay, work from home is just one part of what I want, right? That's, that's a small part. I want more freedom. And so now I'm aware that, that I could maybe do it 
and it might not be as scary as it once was, and I'm seeing it through a different lens, and now I'm actually going to go for it because maybe it's because they sometimes there is this sense of mortality when something this major shakes up a whole world. Hey, if I'm not doing it now, when am I going to do it, right? Sometimes it's less morbid than that. It's more just, okay, I'm given an opportunity. I'm going to go for it. But that is another macro trend that we've seen is people who uh, before had dreamed about it are starting to think that it's that they could maybe actually do it. And that's why we're here doing this episode and doing this season now because our goal is that if you're having those thoughts and you're saying, all right, it was a dream, but it was kind of like a pipe dream. And now I'm like, "Mm, can I really do it? We're saying, yes, yes, you can. Let us give you the resources to be able to make it work. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, so exciting that it seems as though a lot of people are willing to go out and, and reach for their dreams. And, you know, even maybe you enjoy going into the office and you enjoy being around other people, especially after so long being at home. But it's more about the flexibility, right? Like the 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 autonomy to kind of choose, hey, this does work for me. And I think that if companies embrace that and move forward with this, then a lot of good can come from that. And you can have happier employees who are doing better work. And in fact, maybe we should throw on top of that, giving them some more paid vacation. My gosh, I still can't believe that intro fact. But yeah, so for us, I think in general, around the world, we're seeing a lot of this change with like the workplace environment and people wanting to have more control over their their lives with their with their work. Yeah, and I think one of the things we'll also start to see as a as a consequence of that is that companies who do force employees to come back. And as you mentioned, it's not always about not going into the office because some people enjoy that. It's about giving your employees the opportunity to make the decision that best suits them and then continuing to look through that lens and say, well, okay, maybe it's not, maybe it's, maybe it's asynchronous hours, right? It's not just, hey, do you want to come in the office or not? And that's your, that's your only thing you're making a decision on. Hey, what hours work best for you? Are there ways that we can stagger people's hours so that maybe you're not working eight to five? Maybe, maybe you like to work at night, maybe you, you know, whatever it is, you know, I think the positive side of it is that companies are starting to look through that lens of saying, let my employees make some of the decisions for themselves. And then the the kind of negative side of that is that if companies don't do that, they are going to lose valued employees to companies that do. So it's like, there are going to be companies out there who are saying, we're, we're okay, cool. We see the light. We're going to let you make these decisions. And naturally people are going to want to go to those companies. And that that's, it's like natural selection. Right. And I think we've started to see pushback from some big companies out there who have, you know, thought they could force their way into being what it was before and employees saying, no way, I'll just take, I'm good. I'll take it and I'll go to someone else who values me and, and gives me that, uh, the word that you use, I love, gives me that autonomy. Yeah. And I think something that comes from this as well is, you know, if you are able to work remote or if you've changed jobs, it's another trend we've seen, I mean, everywhere, but especially in the U.S. is with real estate um, and people just moving, people moving because they're like, I'm not happy here or I want my dream house or I want to live in a place where I've always wanted to live. Kind of like the life is short mentality and let's just go for it. So, you know, we see people moving to maybe more desirable areas of the country 
or like like us for example we've always wanted to live at the beach and during the pandemic we bought a beach house and moved to the beach and that's not something that we probably would have done otherwise because there would have been things holding us back in our life you know no time even with our lifestyle freedom we just would have got into that go 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 mentality yeah. of like we're just in this path and right and we're we're traveling we're doing this and we're busy and we're launching this and we're doing all of that and then when the pandemic slowed everything down for us and we were in one place for a very long period of time for us <laughs> which was like 6 months um you know we we were we found a place that we wanted to live and then we went and we did it anyway we left our family and all of our friends which is something that I thought would be really hard and it was hard but I was willing to do that for my dream like I almost was a little selfish like this is what we want this is what we need so we're doing it whereas before I'm not sure if it would have been as easy to make that decision so I and I seen that happen with lots of other people and with the trends that we see with with real estate and um people just wanting to find their yeah ideal happiness I I could nerd out forever on where those areas (laughs) are and you know I read every article where they're like this is the top state that people are moving to and this is the top state that people are moving away from I love those I'm a sucker for them if you put that article in front of me I will click on it every time even though I know the answer already but you know, just to give you some some broad strokes of this, lots of people are moving to warmer climates. Um, it's no surprise that a, a lot of people prefer that. Um, whereas before, maybe they couldn't because their job was holding there. So moving to warmer climates, people are are moving to coastal areas um, as well. You know, want to be by the beach or by the mountain. I shouldn't say coastal areas, yes, but around things. I, I don't know how to say natural amenities, right? The yeah. beach, the mountains, um, places where, again, maybe you were saying, well, I couldn't live here because there isn't any business infrastructure here. I couldn't get a job. I have to be in this city. Um, and instead they're saying, no, like I, I, since I'm working remotely, I can go live in, in the mountains and not have to have a major city by me, or I can go live at the beach in a beach town, like where we are and not have to have a major city by me and things like that. So definitely seeing migration patterns happen. And I think that will continue to play out in, in a neat way. And I think that places people move will, will always, you know, every year change, but it will be based upon what, what people want versus where they need to be because of a job, which is cool, which is, is great because ultimately then again, it's someone making a decision that makes their life better. Right. And I mean, there will always be, people who can't leave because of their job. And there will always be people who want to live in a city, you know, and have that experience. So I'm not saying that like nobody, like the cities are going to become like these ghost towns or anything like that. But yeah, it's just people looking inward, figuring out what they want and then going for it um, at a lot more rapid of a pace than than it, before the pandemic. I yeah, think. it certainly has thrown like gasoline on a, what was maybe a simmering fire for some people. You throw gasoline on it and now they're ready to go. The last big trend, and I threw this in here, you know, we're talking again, broad strokes, and I keep using that term, but I, it's one of those things that we're not even through fully the pandemic. So it's hard to sit back and, and have a crystal ball. But one of the things that I hope happens and I've been a big advocate of this for, for a long time, is that I hope there is less pressure for people, especially in the United States, 
to go to a four-year university. And I am not knocking four-year universities. You and I both went to uni- uh, four-year university. We had a good time. I just think for a long time now, we have been in this antiquated system where it's just expected that kids, hey, you don't know what you're doing? Go to a four-year university. And the, and the tuitions and prices are just going at a rate that I keep saying this is unsustainable and then it just keeps going happening and you're like how is this possible and a lot of people out there do not need a four-year university anymore there are plenty of people who do as heather mentioned i'm not talking about yeah, i mean the there's still a the lot of, of colleges like, skilled things out there that you need an education for but also maybe edu- what education looks like will change even you know maybe you won't have to go to a four-year university to get your one degree and to live on campus and to live on campus and to spend, you know, $40,000 a year, you know, um, to, to do that. And so hopefully we're really hoping by the time our kids are of that age, (laughs) things have changed in some respect. And, you know, if they haven't, our kids won't be going to university in the U S we'll send them somewhere else. (laughs) And, and again, this isn't knocking, uh, necessarily the university system or what it provides. It's just saying this isn't this isn't a one size fits all for everyone that it has kind of started to become or not started ha- has become in the U.S. where you know you have people going just to try to figure it out and they come out and they don't use their degree and they're in debt and it's it's just a silly thing to assume that everyone needs to go to a four year university. There's plenty of skills that you can learn. Um, not going to any type of university, we I have started to see with the, I don't want to say the advent of the internet. That sounds like so old. But <laughs> as the internet becomes just such a bigger learning tool, there are plenty of people who are younger who are learning stuff at a younger age than mm-hmm. we ever did that don't need to go to school. They're entrepreneurs at 15, 16, 17, 18 saying, I love video editing. I'm going to learn this. Yeah, and it doesn't mean they're not continuing their education. It's just that they're not going to a traditional four-year institution. Yeah, I'm all about education. I'm less about the education being four years at one place, saddling you with a ton of debt to come out and get a piece of paper. Certain careers will always need that, and that's fine. Heather and I went to go be teachers. We'll probably always... Need, you'll, you'll need some sort of certification to be a teacher. It'll probably be some sort of four-year degree type thing. But that doesn't mean that people who have this entrepreneurial spirit or, or even if you want to go into a trade school and things like that, because I used to work at a high school when I was a teacher, that was a trade school. And a lot of kids would go and then do a two-year degree in, in a trade and come out and be making tons of money, which is great doing work that they love. They never would have wanted to go to a four-year school and had to sit in a classroom because that's not how they are geared. And, um, you know, I yeah, just, so I think it's more about breaking the stigma of, you know, you must come out of school with a bachelor's degree to amount to anything, um, in this, in this life. Yeah. Which is complete BS. And, uh, so I think that I'm thinking that will be a, a macro trend that will come out because people are looking at work differently, which then means if you go down the rung of the ladder, okay, well, what what leads to getting a job? Oh, a college degree. Wait a second. We're looking at work differently. Now we're looking at what leads to getting your job differently too. Everyone that we've hired for any of the companies that we've ever had, I have no idea. Uh, I've never asked to see a resume once, and I have no idea if anyone went to college and or what their degree is in. And that's not saying, wow, Trav, you, that's amazing. It's saying, I, 
I never thought to ask those questions. It just wasn't part. It didn't matter. It's like, well, if you can do this work that we're looking for you to do, then show us that you've done it. I don't care if you went to a four-year school and, and got a degree in it or not. Just show me that you can do it. So um, I think other companies are starting to to take that as well. And and bigger companies, you know, than just what we have here. So that's pretty cool. Um, for us, what does the future hold? You know, this is maybe a little easier for us to speak in specifics because we have thought a lot about this and we have had lifestyle freedom to varying degrees of like success, let's call it, for the last 12 years or 10 years, I should say, right? 2012, we went full, quote unquote, full time with extra pack of peanuts for the very first time. And, you know, go listen to episode one and you can hear our journey, but we've gone through a few different phases. So now we're trying to look ahead and say, well, what does the next three to five years look like for us? Yes. And I think for us, you know, moving to a place where we knew we could be happy for most of the year, whether we traveled or not, was huge for us. Because the main question that we get asked about our lifestyle now that we have children is, what are you going to do when they start school 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 and it's like okay um yes like we're going to educate our children uh, maybe we'll homeschool although i personally don't want to be responsible for homeschooling <laughs> well neither do i so our children <laughs> scratch that idea um, no we there's homeschool groups and stuff no there are and you know but um I love my kids and, you know, I love spending time with my kids, but I, and you know, I actually would be qualified to teach my kids as a previous teacher, but I just don't necessarily want that relationship with them, at least not at their early age where it's very hands-on. It's like, that's, that's a little bit too much for me. Neither Heather nor I on. are cut out to be elementary school teachers, no. hence why I went to school <laughs> to be high school right. teachers. So anyway, all of that to say that when we thought about our dream location like way before the pandemic we always Travis and I asked each other this question where would you live if you could live anywhere and you know of course it could be somewhere tropical and exotic but the reality is we would like to live in the U.S. this is our home country we want to be accessible to family we want to be accessible to you know things that we find convenient and comfortable and so that all means the U.S. for us um so then we started thinking about areas states um and you know, Florida was a big one. North Carolina was one that we just always thought we would love it here. And we had never really spent much time in North Carolina. So long story short, we bought this beach house in August of 2020. And we made the move here with this whole thought in mind, like school, like if we do have to be somewhere for 10 months, nine months out of the year, September through June, because our kids are in school, will we be happy doing that here in North Carolina? So yeah, and so I, I posed that question to you. Yeah, well, our even answer. Though I know was, the answer. Our answer was yes. It, it was yes. We are happy to do that. We also looked at the school systems. Now I know there are people out there who can get crazy about the schools, and I don't begrudge them because your kid's education is important. Although I do think that parents, if they have the time, can play a huge role in the kid's education. Will play a huge role in the kid's education. But uh, the schools in the town and area that we live in are also very good. So when we were looking at houses and looking at places, one of the things was, okay, are these schools 
good, are there decent public schools here? And the answer where one of the things that made us decide to, to stay here or live here is that the answer was yes. Now, we don't have a magic answer to the school question. You know, if you're sitting there waiting, like, what are Travis and Heather going to say? What What is their plan? Our, our answer to you is that we don't have it all figured out. And we certainly uh, don't think that if we made a plan, if we ha- if someone said you have to make a plan right now, well, I'll tell you what it is, and and okay, and we did. <laughs> what I'm going to say to you is, I don't, I certainly don't think that whatever plan we come up with right now when our kids are four and a half and two and a half will be the exact plan that they follow. I also, and then I want to hear your plan because this is news to me. Um, I also don't think that they would be spending 12 years in the same school system just from kindergarten through to 12th grade. I'm not saying that if they do, it's a bad thing. I did that. You you changed schools a little bit, but for the most part, you did that as well. I'm not against that. I just don't envisioning it, envision it being exactly that way because I could see us saying, we're going to take a year off and travel at some point or, you know, or this or that. So that's my answer. The school answer is I don't know. I don't think it'll be 12 years in the exact same school system straight through, but I'm not against it if it happens. I think we're more saying let's take it as it comes. But you're looking at me with a with more of a solid plan, so let's hear no, it. No, no, it's not necessarily a solid plan. It's it's more experimental. Like you mentioned the quote um, in one of the podcasts that we just did about- Life is an experiment. Life being an experiment and- for us, it kind of is an experiment with our kids because we don't know. I, I think parenting is an experiment. Yeah, experiment nobody knows what everyone. they're doing. Yeah. If anybody knew what they were doing, there would only be one book and one manual for everybody and everybody would do exactly the same thing. It, and that's not the case. If there's been research research over decades and millennia of how to raise children and there's Ooh, just Millennia, not, she brings out millennia. <laughs> there's research not, for millennia. <laughs> even no right just, answer. <laughs> one clear answer so it is all an experiment and for for me and for Travis I think as well it also depends on the child when you have children you then kind of see what each child will need and they're each different from one to the to another so our potential plan right now is that when Whitaker is of kindergarten age which we still have another year and a half from this point in time because his birthday is October 29th so he will be turning five this year but we still have another whole year because he can't go to kindergarten this year um so it will be the following year which I guess is 2023 yep so just doing the math in my head um he will start kindergarten here in the town that we live in and if he enjoys that and, you know, wants to continue going there. And if we're able to take a trip here and there with no issue, we just keep on rolling with it. And we stay in this town for those months and then we leave in the summer, which is fun anyway, and travel then. So that's kind of the potential plan. And we see how it goes until either we feel like we need a change or if, you know, Wit needs that structure of going to the same school and having the same friends, or if he'd be willing to travel a little bit more, which I think he will be because he's seemed to enjoy it so far in life. So basically what you're saying is if the school lets us leave in January and February and doesn't give us any issues and we can like figure out a way to teach him and then he could come back March, April, May, 
then uh, then we're going to do it, um, is kind of what I'm hearing, hopefully, maybe. I in mean, my- yes, or maybe it's not two months. Maybe it's like a couple of weeks. And, you know, we kind of see how that goes. So, yeah, I mean, that is our potential plan, that we will start our traditional elementary school. And if we're here the whole nine months of that, fine. And then we'll get our travel wanderlust out during the summer months because we've chosen a place that we love to live for those nine months. And, and so that's the way we're looking at it, um, as, as taken as it comes and yeah, having that plan. And the same would go for Hattie as well. You know, I'm not trying to leave her out, but we have more time with her. And, you know, that kind of leads us into the next topic, which is for us having financial freedom, um, that being the biggest drive for us in the next three to five years. And being in one place, even if it's for nine months, can only help that for us. Because when we are at home, we have more structure. Now that we have kids, they are in daycare, they're in preschool, and even more so when Wit and Hadley start kindergarten. You know, we need the time to work and to grow our businesses. And when we're traveling, unless it's very structured while we're on those trips, which it can be, just requires a lot of you know, time, research, and then money to pay for, you know, childcare while we're away. Um, it's easiest for us to be productive when we are at home. Yeah, I think anyone who has done this for a long time, or, or honestly, any amount of time, will tell you that it is much easier to stay on a budget and also grow a business. So if you're if you're looking for lifestyle freedom and you're and you're running your own business. It's much easier to do those things when you are not fast traveling, right? When you have home bases and we have found that to be the case. And so when we look at our triangle freedom and and I've mentioned this quite a few times, but you have time, location and financial freedom and you're going for all three of those eventually, but in different phases of life, you're prioritizing different ones. So in the beginning, we prioritized location freedom. It was just like, how can we travel and see as much stuff? We just don't want to be tied down to a location. And then it started to become time freedom. Like, okay, like we want to make sure that that we have time to spend with our kids and this and that. And now it is still time freedom, but financial freedom is the thing that we are furthest away from because we have prioritized those other things and because it has taken away from us building the structures both in our own personal budgets and also in the business structures to get to a point where we really truly want to be and where we feel comfortable. And, and for us, that comfortable means, I mean, there's, everyone has a different number, but to, to put it in perspective for, for us, what that means is financial freedom is probably our biggest driver over the next three to five years. That doesn't mean we won't travel and it doesn't mean we're going to work 70 hours a week. It just means that if we're prioritizing it, it's easier for us to do here. And in the next three to five years, we want to set systems up in, up in our businesses passively through different real estate options, through different investing options, so that in five years, we could feasibly sit back and I don't want to use the word retire because I think we'd always work, but we could sit back and we could say, okay, we've made enough money in life and we've set stuff up that we are not having to continue to work the certain way to to make certain money um, day in and day out. We can, we have invested smartly, we've built businesses and we can now work, but it, it doesn't, we don't have to work. And so that's really our goal in the next five years that would put our kids at, you know, essentially 10 and eight that would put us in our mid forties. And to be able to have that financial freedom for me is the biggest driver over the next three to five years. And so 
you just kind of change the lens you look at life through saying in the beginning it was how can we see as many places as possible definitely then it was like okay how can we you know build our own business and 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 not have to work on someone else's schedule and now it's become all right we're still going to do those but they're going to take a back seat to what do we need to do to put these systems in place to to feel financially stable for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And so, you know, that looks different for everybody. This is our journey. And we've had a lot of those experiences already, you know, that we've traveled and we've worked from anywhere and we've done all of that. And so for us now, it's more about the stability part while still having fun and taking trips here and there. But for me, thinking of, oh, okay, from September until June, we are in North Carolina. That does not bother me. Now, that doesn't mean we won't go, even if it's for two weeks somewhere warm. We will always do that if possible, because, you know, even in North Carolina, it gets pretty cold. So it's nice to go and have, you know, a dose of that warm weather. But it doesn't, that doesn't make me feel anxious or upset. Um, It, you know, it's great because then we can work on projects here and we can again move our business forward. Now, maybe there's a lot of you out there who didn't have the last 10 years of experience that Travis and I have had. And you're like, yeah, we're just ready to get out there on the road, see some things. You know, we have kids in school, but that's okay. They're a little bit older. Maybe we want to homeschool them. Maybe they are kindergarten age and you want to homeschool them anyway. Maybe you but, don't have kids. Maybe you're, maybe yeah, you're just a couple so or you're single. Then that's great. You can go and you can do the even if you want to fast travel or you can do the three months or six months or a year somewhere else. Um, and a lot of countries are give, giving special digital nomad visas so that that's easier to do now without having to leave and do visa runs and do all these things. So there's a lot more opportunity out there for people who want to travel more. And we will always be about travel here and advocates of travel here at EPOP because, you know, we love travel and that's how we've always um, started. But yeah, for us, it is looking a little bit different for us over the next three to five years and stability in growing our business and being with our kids and giving them the structure that they might need or want um, is important for us. So that's what it's looking like for us over the next couple of years. And one of the things that we'll continue to say is that freedom lifestyle and or lifestyle freedom really comes down to you have the freedom of choice. Yes. And so we're saying this is what we think the next three to five years is going to look like. Something may come up. It may change our mind. There's all types of things that we cannot predict. But when those things come up, you get to sit back and say, all right, because now I have new information, what do I want to do? Someone isn't telling me I have to do this or I, or I can't do this. What there's what you're saying is I've taken new information in. I thought this was the plan. Now I can change the plan if I want. And so again, for you, some of you thinking out there might not be thinking about schooling it for your kids at all. Some of you might have drastically different um, opportunities and situations. But the whole goal of lifestyle freedom is that you are making the choice and you're making it from a position uh, and a perspective of sitting back and not being forced to have to do anything because of an outside pressure, i.e. usually your job. Um, And that gives you the, 
you know, either ties you down or, or, or is a weight so that you can't make certain decisions. Um, so if you're someone out there and you're saying, I want lifestyle freedom, I want to be the one who's steering the ship. I want to be, you know, the captain of this ship. And I don't just want to be a passenger watching life go by and, and sitting here saying, oh my gosh, how can I take control? We're doing a ton of stuff in, in this season, obviously, of helping you understand what lifestyle freedom truly is from our perspective. But then also saying, here's how you can get there yourself. And so if you want to check out the project that we're doing right now, and if you're listening live, this is available until April 4th, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise. That is the paradise pack. And that is the project that we put together. We did it for six years up until 2019. Now it's back, baby, for 2022. And it is incredible products, digital courses, and eBooks all from people who have been able to build lifestyle freedom. And they come from all walks of life, um, all ages, different countries, different socioeconomic statuses, but they've all gotten to the pinnacle of lifestyle freedom and they're teaching you how to do the same thing. So it's 197 bucks. It's 90, like three or 96% off. Cause if you bought everyone's product individually, it'd be 5,000 bucks. It's only seven days. So you can only get it up until April 4th. So go check it out. Extra pack of slash paradise. That is our way of helping you achieve the lifestyle freedom that you are craving. If you're listening to this episode. So thank you guys uh, for listening. We've got three more episodes in this season. We've got tomorrow. The Ask Us Anything, where we have sourced questions from all of you about our Lifestyle Freedom podcast. And then episode seven and episode eight are roundtable discussions where some of the people who are contributors to the Paradise Pack, I interviewed them in a round roundtable format. So you get to hear their story. So you've heard our story over the last five, six episodes. You're going to get to hear their stories as well. So you can check that out. Those will drop over the next couple days. So thank you guys for listening. And until next time, happy freedom lifestyle. Lightning struck in an open plain And we forgot this old city's name See your breath on window pane Let's us talk till it strikes again On my way through I saw you on my way On my way through, I saw you, and I'll see you again.